right, we are back with our week two roundtable for the NFL. Kind of a special week because JD's not here right now. He's still uh, traveling abroad, abroad in Ireland. Or Oh, man, I should not that have works. even attempted the accent without him here because we know how good his is. Uh, but let's just uh, jump right into it. Eric, week one of the NFL season. I didn't get to watch very much football, but a lot of it looked like some really ugly, low-scoring games. I think there was something like 30 passing touchdowns on Sunday alone, which is abnormal since there were 13 games. Yeah. Uh, But a lot of teams just not putting up points. I mean, the Bengals got shut out. The Giants scored three points. Uh, But overall, week one, what are your impressions? How did you do fantasy-wise? Yeah, I think a lot of top-tier fantasy players just overall didn't score as much as we thought it was going to, uh, as as much as we thought they were going to. Uh, For me, I have a bitter taste in my mouth from week one. I'm a DJ owner. Uh, So David Johnson, I didn't get to watch the game, but apparently it was very early on. Um, You know, I think in the first half or so, and... Uh, just being on your on the edge of your seat the whole time and now finding out he's gone. So that's that's rough. Overall, though, I'm in about five leagues. Um, three I consider to be pretty competitive that I quote-unquote care about. I won them all, which was awesome. Um, hey, very a, nice. Yeah, yeah. A couple were nice. Um, a couple were easy wins, <laughs> if you will. Uh, another one I won on Monday night from a kicker, Will Lutz. Oh. Well, I've loved New Orleans kickers. Dome. You love the dome. You've been talking about it. Now, was it something where – you know, you just needed like six points from him, so you were just waiting for a couple field goals? No, I was actually down probably by about 15. Um, who else did I have? I had Ted Ginn, so Ted Ginn caught a couple of passes, but oh. it really came down to Lutz because it's like, man, Breeze really messed up in the red zone. Oh, so you were loving happened. it when they were down 17. Every time. With like five minutes to go, he's like, all right, I'll kick the field goal. Sure, oh, let's just be God. conservative. I'm like, do it. If you don't step back, go ahead and step back 10 yards. Go ahead and kick it. It makes sense mathematically. You're yes. down 17, you need a field goal anyway, but... You need to make a play against Minnesota. Now, I had the under, and it ended up pushing, so I would not have wanted that field goal to be seven points or anything like that. So I was fine with it, but it just seemed to me like you know that you're not going to stop the Vikings, so they should have just gone for it. A push is a win, man. A push is a win. For me, absolutely. Speaking of winning, how did you do this week? You know, I didn't want to brag. I didn't want to bring it up. I'm in about six leagues, and I crushed all of them. Bang. Now, there is a league that I played Hunter Henry. I played Allen Robinson. And you I, still won? I played Chris Hogan. And I played the Rams defense. Oh, and dumb. so, in like five of those six leagues, I played the Rams defense. And I think because DJ didn't have a great day, Le'Veon didn't have a great day. Yeah. Uh, LaShawn McCoy had a pretty good day, no touchdown. Ajay didn't play. Mike right. Evans didn't play. All these great players didn't play. Um, you need to find the streamer. And the Rams put up at least 29 points in all of my leagues. It was unbelievable. Oh, that other owner's going to hate you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because my squad is just dog shit in that league. That's awesome. That's right. awesome. So let's get to the week two roundtable. Let's start with the Texans at Cincinnati on Thursday, which is tomorrow for us. But this will be coming out Thursday morning. So it's probably, let's say, Eight hours from now. Ooh. How unexcited are you for this game? Oh, I think it's going to be terrible. And before we go into the deep analysis, as we always like to do in the pod, I'll call myself out. Last week, I made a nice little, uh, you know, hey, I thought Savage was going to pull a little trick out of his pocket. Yeah, I didn't know that meant getting benched in the first half, a little disappearing trick, if you will. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, that was real bad. You and I both had him uh, as one of our five picks of the week. And actually, before we go too far into this game, let's recap the five picks of the week. You can go to our website, thefiredupodcast.com, to see what those actual picks were. Last week, Eric went one and four. Oh, not bad. It's better I, than I expected. That's close. <laughs> I went two and three, and JD went three and two. 
And so, you know, you can go three and two. You're winning in Vegas. Two and three is not terrible. I have gone one and four doing this, Eric. So I'm not saying you're an intern, but it, you can pretty much only go up. Yeah, I can only go up. I can only get better. And I, that's what I think about this game as well. I mean, man, so Houston, I think they've got a problem. Um, to be completely honest with you, I think the offense is in trouble. You're going to start a rookie quarterback, Deshaun Watson, on a short week now without a tight end. So there's no, there's no, if you haven't heard yet, every single tight end on the Texans got a concussion in that game, which is insane. It's like everyone's backup backup is out. Yeah, um, they had three tight end concussions, I think, in that game. Fedo, uh, I don't and then, know his and then, full last name, but Fedo. And then Brian Cushing got a concussion, which Brian Cushing got a concussion is like the NFL logo. Or motto right now. Yeah, I, I mean, like every six games, it's like, well, Brian Cushing's out with a concussion. Yeah, and then he got guy, hit with that a... guy goes hard in the hole every time. He leads with his head. Yeah, he got hit with a fine by the way today too. So he's suspended yeah. for the next ten games. So it's like, oh yeah, now when you do get better, you're out. Um, but yeah, they're I mean, their tight end that they just gave a contract extension to that they thought was going to be a big piece just got put on IR because of a concussion. Fedos apparently had like two concussions in the past like four weeks or something oh, like geez. that. So he's out. So it's really just up to DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller. Not really excited about that. I think it's going to be a run-heavy game. On the flip side, man, Andy Dalton, talk about nowhere to go but up. I mean, I think in some leagues he may have scored negative points for owners, which is depressing. Four picks at the end of the day. That's pretty bad. Um, I mean, what do you think of the theory about Andy Dalton in the spotlight, Hova? <laughs> well, I was just going to bring up that I am all in, not on the Bengals. I bet I like them not to win that many games this year. I don't think they're going to have a very good year because I don't think that Andy Dalton can handle the pressure that comes when you lose Andrew Whitworth and Kevin Zeitler to top offensive linemen. We talked about it all through the preseason. It's something that I will always talk about is that if you're a missing lineman, I don't care what your weapons are. And so that's why, to me, six and a half is too many points on a short week. Okay. I also don't think the Bengals can put up that many points because they're going to be wanting to run the ball. It's going to be a slow game. The over-under is 38. I would not touch that under in a million years because it's just fluky things happen, and it could go over. Okay. Pick six or a fumble. So I'm actually on the Texans. This is one of my five. Uh, you are right. They crapped on a lot of people last week. Brad yeah. was even talking about it, lock of the week. You and I were talking about it. Five and a half. Houston was going to come out, and they were going to have a great, you know, great game. They were going to play for the city of Houston, uh, and it just didn't happen. However, the numbers aren't that bad. Tom Savage lost two fumbles. One of them, 53-yard, it just set up a 53-yard touchdown drive. Okay. The very next drive, fumble, resulted in a touchdown. Okay. So the Houston defense, when the when the other team didn't get a turnover, only allowed three field goals and a touchdown. That's so their bad. defense is good. That's not bad. Yes, they lost Cushing. Uh, Bernardic McKinney, one of their linemen, is a little hurt. I just think that their strengths play to the Bengals' def uh, weaknesses, Yeah. which is their offensive line. Yeah. I just don't think... Dalton could do it again. He could throw two to three more picks, which might be frustrating for not in a single game last year did he have under 10 fantasy points. Ooh. What changed? The offensive line. Yeah, the O-line. That's I it. Think, I think that's right. I mean, so I am I am not on the Bengals. I do think that the Texans, I think that you're right. Rookie quarterback. Uh, Lamar Miller could actually have a good game. That's what I think. I think that's the only thing. Because the Bengals happen. played the Ravens. Yes. Right? They played them in Cincinnati, and I think Terrence West went for like 17 for 80. Not, that's Danny a good Wood, game. Danny Woodhead caught three passes on the first drive before he got hurt. That's right. The Bengals are susceptible, and I think that if Deshaun plays to his strengths, which is getting out of the pocket when it collapses, reading and keeping plays alive, and then hitting DeAndre Hopkins or handing the ball off to Lamar Miller, 
I don't think that we should worry about the Texans already. Okay. Jacksonville did not play a, a great game. I think Tom Savage is a terrible quarterback. Well, yeah, he's and I think bad. that yeah, I think that was the problem. Yeah. Okay. Pac Man is back, by so, the way. Oh, is so, he? Yeah. Pac Man's gonna you know be blanketing DeAndre Hopkins, but I agree with you. If I had to bet on one of them, hey, let's go with Deshaun Watson and Lamar Miller. Let's see what happens on a short week. Absolutely. I do think you get we're gonna have a bunch of turnovers in this game, and that will lead to points. Um, and that's why I don't think the under is very good. But I I would take the Texans plus six and a half. I just don't see this game being like a 27-17 Bengals victory. Yeah. I'll see 2017 maybe. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. All right, let's move on to the Cardinals and the Colts. The Cardinals, uh, funny thing about DJ, because I also have him in a league. If Eric and I didn't watch the games on Sunday. We were we were out of commission, and it was unfortunate. So that's why we're kind of really excited about this next week. I was watching the replay of the Arizona, in, um, Detroit game, excuse me. I just, it was clear when DJ dislocated his wrist that something was wrong. Really? But he didn't come out of the game, and it was in the hand that he carries the ball. And then the next play was a running call. He fumbled, right? And that's when he fumbled. Ugh. It's like, dude, if you can't carry the ball, you need to get off to the sideline. But it, One, he, you could break it worse. Two, the defense is going to know. Like, all right, if you're holding it, punch it out. And it was like, if you watch the tackle, it was almost like he was just tackling with a swipe at his arm. And DJ and just, just like, he couldn't hold it. I was just going to, here, here's my reasoning towards that. It's Mamba mentality, man. It's just like when Kobe tore yeah. his Achilles as an athlete. And, you know, David Johnson's no scrub, man. He's not a rookie. Yeah. He knows, like, the whole team is depending on him. He doesn't feel it. I mean, okay, I'm sorry. He does feel it. He's not going to show it. And he's like, hey, man, if I can push through this pain, whatever, right? Like, I, I don't want my season to be over. Imagine imagine that. I feel bad for these guys, right? Any of these guys. Edelman, you know, even um, – uh, Where? Yeah, all, all these guys, right? You spend the whole offseason – and right before the season starts, or in the first quarter, first half, your whole season's done. Oh man, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, I think that you're right. You just have to realize what's happening. I guess like it's if a he team can't game. hold the ball, and maybe he doesn't realize it until he gets the ball. But that was something where I was like, man, if he hurts himself worse. Yeah. And I guess he didn't because it's a dislocated wrist, so maybe it was just weak. Maybe he was but, numb. But now he's having surgery. Yeah, it was probably numb. He probably didn't even feel the swipe, dude. But I think you're right. The athlete mentality, and, and that's... And that gets Mamba mentality, man. Yeah. Mamba, Mamba mentality. mentality. Uh, other than that, I mean, I don't care about this game at all. I guess, let's talk about Kerwin Williams. Did you pick him up in any of your leagues? No, I actually stayed away entirely from the Arizona run, uh, running back committee. Because I think it's going to be a full-blown committee. Um, I think there's a reason... Why you know you have Kerwin? Maybe you you try and keep Chris Johnson until the end, then you cut him. Uh, Andre Ellington has always been who he is. He's yeah. not going to grow into something else. So you're really looking at compartmentalizing that running back position. It's like, man, I don't want to deal with that headache every week. Yeah, if it's something where my running back options are limited and you're in a deep league, sure, you got to pick up Kerwin Williams. But to me, he's like, and we already know the role. He's first and second. He'll get the early work, and Ellington will get the third right. round, third third back, third down back duties excuse me and then it's just not enticing to me in that offense the only reason dj was enticing is because of how much volume he was going to get because right. of how good he's going to get right Kerwin is not that good and so i don't think he'll get that work which is why we are both very high on larry fitzgerald this week very high we're also a unanimous lock of the week Big arizona lock. minus seven and a half qj this is for you. We got readers calling in. They want one lock of the week. That is what it is this week. Arizona minus seven and a half. Lock it in. Lock, lock it in. in. The Colts have nothing. No. Uh, they didn't show me anything. They're going to have to prove it to me. I still don't understand. I don't know whether or not Goff is any good. I know Palmer can sling the ball. 
Yeah. And if the Colts can't get any pressure on him, then he he might be slanging into Larry Fitz. J.J. Nelson is back. He caught a touchdown. John Brown says that he's fully healthy. Jerome Brown is still there. You know, maybe against a defense that's not very good, he could put in some work. No, that's right. And I got to give props where props are due. Last week, you were talking about it. If Goff can't do it against this defense, he'll never do it. So what'd he do? He dropped a 300-yard game yeah, on right. everyone, right? Just bang. And it looked beautiful. So I feel like Carson is in the same position here with this Arizona offense now without DJ. It's all on Carson. They're not really going to run the ball. They don't have confidence in it. And so I think now it's just going to be up to him slinging the ball. Now you're talking about two very different quarterbacks. Carson's old. <laughs> yes. So this is, it's, it's really going to be up to him now. And we've always talked about him all leading up to this. He's scared of getting hit. So there's a bunch of different factors in here, but this is the game, right? And I think that let's, let's reap some rewards off of it. We think that we are, this is going to be our lock of the week. We love Fitz. Carson put up or show up. I agree. It's funny talking about how bad Carson is kind of scared me from this bet. But then I look at Goff, and he didn't have a game over 235 yards passing ever. That's insane. And then last year, this last week, he had 301 yards. He just dropped a 300-yard bomb. You know, a lot of that's having better receivers and a much better offensive line, but we know Palmer's been doing it for a while. And I just think that the Colts haven't – they didn't show me anything in terms of their offense – uh, if Scott Tolzien is playing again, well, then it's going to be pick central again. Well, yeah, that's and bad. the Cardinals defense isn't bad. Yeah. You know, the Detroit receivers, I think, are better than the Colts receivers. I don't I don't think they have any problem saying that. Right. And okay. S- especially without Tolzien. I mean, T.Y. is obviously better than it. But without luck throwing to him, then what does it really matter? I mean, it's there's a it's a two way street, right? You got to have a good quarterback. So that's ultimately what it comes down to. And it's like no one's as close to Stafford on on the uh, Indianapolis Colts roster. Yeah. Andrew Luck ain't walking through that door. Andrew Luck hey, is he's not, not walking through that door. Cardinals minus seven and a half. I wish it was seven just to get the touchdown. I just think that the Arizona Cardinals, most people thought they'd be okay. They're not that good of a team, but I think the Colts are that bad. Yep. They're a junior high team. They could go, JD and I bet 0-16. The Colts might go 0-16 they could. if Luck never comes back. And I don't. it doesn't look promising at all. It's and I think they're just hiding it. You hear people are saying that like he's unhappy there now. Oh, yeah. Drama. Weird. I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, why wouldn't I be mad? You haven't improved in six years. Yeah, and yet, yeah. and if, we're talking about 0 16. And if Luck came back right now, how many games do you think they would win? Oh, man. If he came back right now, hasn't been practicing, they just throw him in there. The defense is just so shitty, so dude. Awful. But what would he win? Seven games? Maybe. And that's who, his ceiling. MVP. 800 would be like awesome. If he won eight games and they won 500, give him the MVP. Yeah, that yeah. Team. That team <laughs> is trash. It's freaking trash. QJ, you'll hear some more of our bets, but that's the anonymous lock. Lock it in. Let's move to another okay game. Lions at the Giants. Giants suck. Uh, ODB maybe might play, which would change the spread probably. Again, I don't really even care about this game. Me neither. The one thing I want to see is Theo Reddick, because I do think the Giants have a good defense, which means that the Lions will get away from Amir Abdullah. I'm actually excited because I dropped Eric Ebron in three of my leagues. I saw that. Cut that shit, yeah. and I got Evan Ingram. I know. Look at that. So, so you're still watching this game. Oh, it's Monday Night Football. <laughs> yeah. um, so you're still going to watch Ebron potentially get some points, which will be disheartening. But I think he made the right move. Yeah, I like Evan Ingram. He oh, looked yeah. good against the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, he got four passes for 45 yards, and Eli has to get the ball out quick. Well, and he didn't like Brandon Marshall. He can't throw at any of his running backs, and he threw a little bit to Sterling Shepard. Like, I think that Evan Ingram actually has the he has the opportunity to be very good in an offense that likes throwing to tight ends. I agree. 
can he can he make it happen? I don't know. He was a, he did not look like a rookie. That guy is no. a man, and he was on the field a lot yes, too, which I think is a vote of confidence. Where it's like, hey, yeah. you're multi-dimensional. If you need to block, you can block. But otherwise, we want you out there to catch passes. Well, who's even his backup? I mean, Will Ty's gone. Larry Donnell's I was, gone. I was just like, I have no guys. idea. I think that both those guys are out of the league. By the way, they're not no, just like no. Will Ty is on the Jets. I think. Well, Donnell's definitely out of the league. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't be on any, um, any teams. But okay, is it just me or did the Giants just look like? They didn't practice. Like, what happened, man? You know OBJ's not coming. So wh- what are they doing? I have no idea. They're, it's like they're relying on their defense and their offensive line. Eli's too old. Uh, and without OBJ, it's just a nightmare. Yeah. And people no are trust. just getting into the back the backfield. And if Ziggy Ansah can get into the backfield, like, he's going to produce some problems. So I like the Lions plus three. Um, speaking of drama, by the way, did you read the newest news about OBJ? Uh, he was caught, not caught, but he was seen dancing. In a club on Thursday. <laughs> oh, Guess no. who? With Russell Westbrook really? and Iman Shumpert. And he was just, ha- apparently, he was having the time of his life. They had a dance battle. It was him and Russell Westbrook in a dance battle at a club on Thursday before week one game. Oh, man. And that's like the day or the day after he got hurt. Exactly. No. Because it wasn't, no, it was like a week, I guess. Yeah. It was, yeah. Week, it was the week three game. But they already ruled him out. But it's like, man, you got to be kidding me. That's bad. Drama. Drama in the NFL. I love oh, it. Oh, man. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Did you pick him up? Is I he did. For, is he I for got real? One. I got him one. I got one. Um, you know, it's just uh, – give me a piece of that offense, I guess. There, uh, You know, Stafford got his money. They're going to throw the ball. Yeah. Give me a little something. I mean, it is hard. There's a lot to go around in that offense. I mean, you have Tate, obviously, who's going to be the target hog. Then you have Marvin Jones, who's really the kind of their big guy, but – Hey, maybe Galladay can sneak in. I mean, what, he had two touchdowns last week, right? He had two touch- touchdowns, and he looked good. The One of the catches where he dove was awesome. Stafford made a, a well-timed throw on the other one. Yeah. It's just hard. I wonder who was covering him in that game, because if it's Patrick Peterson covering Marvin Jones, hmm. I forget the guy on the other side, uh, Justin Bethel, maybe. Okay. You know, he's not as good, and so maybe Galladay was able to beat him. I wonder, against a team like the Giants, and the Giants got good corners, Janoris Jenkins. True. Um, so I wonder if maybe he'll slow down a little bit. Uh, I don't think he was this year's Kevin Ogletree. Oh, I, I think that was Benny Fowler. Why you got to bring that up, man? Because everybody picked up Ogletree. That burns so like I think, four years I later. I think the pickup's better than that. Um, would you rather have Galladay or – I was trying to think about other wide receivers that were picked up. Or like Alan Hearns. Oh. Galladay? Galladay. And you wait until I talk about the Giants wide receivers. Uh, anything else about the Lions, Giants? We like Theo Riddick. We're playing him in our in our DK. Eric oh, yeah. and I have a DK that we do every year or every week. Yep. Last year we did okay. So far we've got Fitz and we've got Riddick so far. That's right. All right. Lions, Giants. That's about all that it has to entail. Yeah. Niners, Seahawks. Oh, man. Seahawks minus 14. I mean, the Seahawks don't look good. I understand that it's Green Bay. You go into Lambeau, you're going to have a tough time anyway. Uh, but the spread is still 14. Could your Niners cover? Hova, if any Niner fan comes to you, or listeners, if any 49er fan comes to you, let a true 49er fan tell you, we are going to get our ass kicked, dude. (laughs) We are going to get our ass kicked. There's no chance. No chance. No chance. And I actually, the minus 14 um, Seattle spread is actually one of my picks this week because I believe in that so much. Okay, so let me just give you a little history, okay? First of all, the 49ers have lost to the Seahawks seven times in a row. Four of those games were away, and we've lost the last five regular season games. Are you ready for this? Oh, no. The point spread, or I'm sorry, the points for and against, Seahawks 154, 49ers 52. 
It's bad, and that's dude. That's in five games? Yes. Five regular season games. to 52. So the, the average score is 30 to 14? Yeah. Gee. I'm telling you, man. There is, and these, and plus we're playing in Seattle. There's know, nothing here for us. Do we know if Ruben Foster is going to play? Uh, he has a high ankle sprain. So he's no, out. he's not out for this season. Thank goodness. But he's, but out. he's definitely out. But what about, what about that young Niners line? Did you get to watch any of the Niner game last week? You know, that was the one game I was kind of snoozing on because I was really out of commission. I didn't watch too much of it, but our offense didn't look it's not as bad, right? fun as I wanted it to be, though. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, you like to throw around. <laughs> so you don't have the pieces Kyle wants yet. No, you can't not be yet. Expecting it too fast. Right? Now, the one guy that did surprise me though was Marquise Goodwin. Um, he actually yeah. had some catchable deep balls, and Hoyer put it on the money. But oh, we all forgot Goodwin can't catch, mm. so that's upsetting. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, the tight end position got no love, so Kittle really wasn't a factor. Pierre Garcon got his normal stuff, and like JD has always been telling me, Hoyer will get you between the twenties, but no red zone love, man. Yeah, so, JD has been JD's a preacher of that. Yeah, it's just Brad was talking about it. Oh, is it too many points? And it's like, well, the Seahawks held Rodgers to seventeen points in Lambeau. Yeah. How many points is Hoyer going to score in Seattle? Like, Hoyer is one of those top-tier pressure, I'm going to panic guys. I mean, he's like Andy Dalton. It's, yeah, he'll cr- he'll crumble. I think he had 35 attempts for, like, 200 yards. Like, it wasn't great. He's not ready for this, man. He's, he's not, not ready, ready for this. Seattle. All right. Um, Paul Richardson, he got picked up in a bunch of leagues. Do you have any faith in him, like, that the offensive line in Seattle might get better? And so, is he worth owning? Is anybody worth owning after Doug Baldwin and... Jimmy Graham? No, I feel like they're all dart throws. I feel like Paul Richardson, Tyler Lockett, they're always like, you never know who's going to do well. Um, so I, d- I didn't personally get any shares of Paul Richardson. I didn't actually see that many people pick him up. Uh, I think you got to f- uh, find some more faith in Russell Wilson first. Do you th- yeah, and I'm oh, I've got all the faith in Russell because he is magic about making stuff happen out of nothing. Right? True. So many of those clips from last week, the Packers are in the backfield so freaking fast, which is which is sad, but that also means our sum of his score is going to be a little bit less. Yeah. I'm not going to take Seahawks minus 14 because if they, you know, if the, if the Hoyer scores two touchdowns on a freak plays and you get 14 points, I don't know if Seattle can put up 30. They could, and if they come to play at home and they just harass Hoyer, it's possible, but I was not, um, I don't know. Pete Carroll knows. Lam- Lambo scared me. This is his NFC West. I know. I've been talking about maybe teams aren't what they look like, but Seahawks, maybe, they, maybe they're not. But who in their backfield do you want rest of the year? Ugh, he, Rawls is supposed to play. Rawls is supposed to play. First of all, Eddie Lacy, bye. bye. He's yeah, gone. He done, he done. He, he's done. Drop he, him in all your leagues. I think he's literally he, – this is his last chance, so he's yeah. not in the NFL anymore. Goodbye. Um, you know, the guy that gets no love – because Chris Carson's a big name right now. Um, you know, Pete Carroll's talking him up. And just FYI, Pete Carroll talks about that. He talks everyone, talks about everyone, excuse me, like that. Yeah. So it's Remember hard Michael, to take. Christine Michael on Exactly, Sharon? exactly. He even talked about Eddie Lacy this preseason, and look what happened there. I like ProSize. If I'm going to put any money on that, I like ProSize because once Seattle gets behind, ProSize is in. Yeah. And, and if the offensive line is terrible, like we know it is, and Russell has to panic, he's going to dump off to ProSize. So I, if there's anyone in there besides Rawls, I think at this point you you put all your investment in Rawls. But after that, I go ProSize. All right. I like Rawls. I have him. I'll keep him. We'll see. Because if they do give him the bulk of the carries and ProSize is the third down back, that's fine by me. Yep. But the offensive line has got to get better. I just don't know how it will. Yeah. Redskins, Rams. Rams are favored by three. Two and a half in some sites. That one seems to be backing forth along the field goal line. 
I am a known Goff disliker, and I told him he had to come show me something against Indianapolis, and he did. Oh, he showed you something. But that doesn't mean that I think that he's ready for anything because it was the Colts. <laughs> okay. I, all that did was he bought me. It bought him a full year with me. I will now give him 2017. He deserves one full year in the league with a good offensive line, good wide receivers. We'll see what Todd Gurley turns into. I just, I don't know yet. You know, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready to grant them a minus three mm-hmm. against the Redskins who can put up so many points. Mm-hmm. But I will, th- I do say, I do think that Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator was a great, great hire by Sean McVay. Yeah, that is true. You know what one stat really popped out at me for Goff? And I think that kind of explains why it's so awesome to see him do well. Dude, he had seven completions of 20 yards or more. Last week against really? the Col- seven completions, not attempts. I mean, I don't know why you count that stat, but anyways, uh, seven sometimes. completions, man, over twenty yards. I haven't seen Goff throw like one ever, so that's awesome. Yeah, I really wish I'd seen it. Were they catching runs? Was it? Did the pass travel more than twenty yards? But I mean, it sounds like the Colts are just bad, and you know that's why Palmer can drop deep bombs. That's why I like it. And Goff, I think Goff's accuracy coming out of college was one of his pluses. I don't know, but I did not know that seven yep. twenty-yard completions is pretty good. Yep. Um, Gurley actually had a really good week last week, which well, I think he can... he had a good touchdown week. He did not have a good yards per carry week. Oh, I don't... Has he ever? Mm, that's a good point. Okay. That's a um, fair point. So, I think against the Redskins, what's kind of nice, that helps Goff as well, Gurley got in the passing game. He had five for 56 last week. Yeah, that's On huge. catches, which is something we talked about for week one. Can Gurley show me something else, right? Okay, obviously, if you're the plotter, to get away from the Trent Richardson 2.0, can you actually catch passes out of the backfield? And the Rams kind of got rid of a couple guys that normally would do that, Benny Cunningham being one of them. So I'm actually really glad that, you know, hey, let's get Gurley out in the open field. He's an athlete. Let's take the pressure off Goff and and, and let it fly. Um, this is one of my picks this week. I actually took the Redskins plus three because I think that the offense that the Redskins showed last week – was a little off. Hopefully they can figure it out. I think, like you mentioned, their offense is too potent. Um, now, the Rams' D is, is sick. Um, but I think that Cousins and Pryor will figure something out. Uh, they had a lot of missed opportunities last week, and I think that they finally correct that. Even if they get a couple more, it's an impressive game by Terrell Pryor Sr. with uh, with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think the Rams... I just wonder how Terrell Pryor is going to do rather than... You know, they had to guard T.Y. Hilton and Moncrief without luck. And I just think that they're going to be more tested. And I'm guessing that they're more like the defense they were last year, where if the offense can't stay on the field to get them rest, then right. they're going to have problems. Now, Aaron Donald's coming back, which is huge. But playing a, being a defensive tackle to me must be like the most tiring thing in the world. Oh, And he's already out of practice and he hasn't played a game. Like, yeah. how many snaps is he really going to play? You're going to be – you're in the trenches – fighting those 300-pound guys trying to get off the line. I'm not saying he's not good and he won't be back right away, but in game shape, is he going to play all the time? I don't know. The Washington offensive line is fine. Their defense is a wreck, and so that kind of presents some problems. But they got Josh Norman to cover Sammy Watkins. I just think that both of these teams had games in the first week that I wasn't prepared for them to have. I thought Washington would be a little bit more potent. Yeah. And I thought the Rams would not nearly wouldn't be nearly as good as they look. Right. And so I want to see, are the Rams going to come back to mediocrity? Are they going to regress a little bit? And is Washington actually a little bit better than they showed? It's possible that Washington is not. It is possible that Kirk Cousins sucks and he's giving him away money at this point. Oh, I really hope not. But I hope right. not. No, a lot right. of people but I didn't draft him in any leagues because they have no running game. And I think that Rob Kelly not doing anything, um, 
really hurts Kirk Cousins. I wanted to ask you about that. What do you think of Rob Kelly? I've no idea. I've never. I don't have him in any of my leagues. I don't want him. Uh, I would keep him for the volume. Oh, you're smart. But I don't. I I wouldn't drop him. I mean, he's the starting running back. Matt Jones just got signed with uh, Indianapolis. That's true. Uh, so I mean, it's it, Chris Thompson. People are high on because they're going to be down a lot and throwing. Oh, yeah, which I'm good with. Chris Thompson had a few good games, but I would take Rob Kelly in an instant over over Chris Thompson. Oh, I think rest of season Chris Thompson over Rob Kelly. Uh, so here's why: Rob Kelly has not topped 65 yards in the past seven games. Oh gosh, Rob Kelly is the typical. I think he's the pumpkin at midnight. Cinderella story's over, right? He was a pure volume play last year. We had three like amazing games where, as Puyon likes to say, he fell into the end zone because I literally think that's what happened. They, <laughs> that's Kirk true. Cousins got him down to the one, and it's like, dude, we need someone to punch us in. It's not going to be Chris Thompson. Um, but realistically, I think that the team is going to eventually realize what they have, which is just a plotter. Like You want to talk about a poor yards per carry guy, Like that's Rob Kelly. And he brings no explosiveness. He brings nothing other than a between the tackles right into the line type of running style. So it's like, man, sit down. I'd rather have Chris Thompson out there. So then why are we taking the Redskins? Uh, because I think it's all going to be Kirk and uh, Terrell Pryor and Reed, who, by the way, I think is hilarious. That apparently he has a broken toe. Oh, and he played on it? Is that, that the guy, one that he hurt in the preseason? That yeah, guy's made of glass, man. I'm not going to touch this game. Eric does like Washington plus three. Oh, I, would, yeah. I would take the Redskins and my weekly pick them. Uh, the article will be out tomorrow on the site. It is who I have, two and a half uh, Redskins. Um, but I do think that's just because the Rams are getting a little bit too much love for beating the crap out of a team that they should have beat the crap out of. Yeah, I think Rams regress. But if the Redskins are as not as good as we think they are, then the Rams could easily win. Okay. But we'll see. All right, Jets and Raiders, a game I don't care about. The spread is 14. I'll take the Raiders in Survivor. I think Marshawn's going to be in Man's League. He's going to be in my DKs. I'm starting him in every league. Homecoming. I don't anything about this game. Oh, Amari dropped a touchdown pass. Did you see that? There's another one. Oh, I did see that. And then the one that he got in on, he caught the ball at the 8 and then like ran and had to go through some defenders. Meanwhile, Seth Roberts on his 19-yard touchdown was just sitting just, in the end zone. Yeah. It's like, man, Amari really can't get any love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything about this game in particular? That you no, say? not really. The only thing is I can't believe that I actually did it, but I spent some money on Jermaine, Jermaine Curse. Okay, so is Jermaine Curse the number one wide receiver in New York for the rest of the season? I dropped him for uh, – I, I picked him up at oh. the expense of Robbie Anderson. Oh, I thought you were going to say that. I just dropped him. So Sorry. No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I picked him up at the at the expense of Robbie Anderson. Um, I just like – I think Curse is obviously by his numbers, right? What, nine targets, seven receptions, something like that, around that? Around that? Um, he's McCown's security blanket. Someone's got to catch the ball. Yeah, I agree. I don't care. I don't have. I actually don't even have Amari or Crabtree in either of my leagues. I'm scared for Crabtree this year. It seems like maybe there he's trying to go to Amari a little bit more. Well, it's only been one game, so it's hard to say. But I do think that Derek Carr, Lynch. I mean, if they if they pick up where they left off last year, which is what they did against Tennessee, they'll be fine. And right. that means they should destroy the Jets. Oh, Marshawn's hit though. Did you see that? Oh, it got yeah. oh my gosh. He just lowered his shoulder and literally just destroyed, I think, a defensive tackle. Like he a 300-pound defensive tackle. He had a good game, but it wasn't great. He had one True. long tackle for fi- or run for 15 yards. Other than that, he went like 17 carries for like 62 yards. Not great. But here's what's crazy. But Tennessee's a, a not bad run defense. That's not what the Raiders picked him up for. They, they got what they wanted, which is like they're not looking for – Two year ago, Marshawn Lynch. Well, no, they know exactly what they're getting. They're getting a better Latavius Murray. They just it, yeah, want 18 exactly. carries. He did try to catch a pass and then missed it and then did a front flip. <laughs> uh, but I just don't think, yeah, the, the Jets, I'm taking any, the Jets and the Colts and sometimes the Niners, 
I will just bet against ruthlessly until it just burns me. Yeah. And maybe it will, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, you think they'll cover 14 and a half? I do. I actually picked them to do that too. Uh, oh, that's, why? One, that's one of your five. Yeah, that is one of my five. And why is that? Because Marshawn's homecoming. He's ready. He's uh, ready to play in front yes. of Oakland. He's 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 gonna put the team on his back. Like they're all gonna be playing up to him. So and I think it, you would agree. Oh yeah, they're gonna be playing to his. Yeah, I'm playing him and DK. And I think that you would agree that Curse getting nine targets after being with the team only two weeks. I mean, he's better than Robbie Anderson already. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, Robbie Anderson's a home run hitter. Oh, I picked up Curse in two leagues. I like him. Yeah. Let's go to the Titans and the Jaguars. Another game that I don't care about. The only thing I want to say about it is I think the Jaguars are getting too much love for beating a very crappy Houston team. And Tennessee is not getting enough love for losing to a pretty good Oakland team. Yeah. That means the line to me is smaller than it should be. And at two and a half, I will take the Titans minus two and a half every time. Okay. Okay. Um, talk to me a little bit about this is a highly contested uh, contest, by the way. I think Justin put me in my place, which rightfully so, about Mariota. I think you're right. Mariota was probably unfairly judged with his first game. Uh, I was kind of complaining like, man, how can you not have a throwing touchdown against Oakland secondary? Because he only ended up with one rushing touchdown. But you're right. I think uh, he'll fix that um, with this game. Question for you here, though. Allen Robinson, he's out. Yeah. RIP, right? Kind of sad. Actually hilarious when Blake Bortles, you see that gif where he goes up. Oh, my God. He catches the knee knee that got hurt. It's like, dude, you're an idiot. (laughs) It's just terrible. Come on, Bortles. You can't make this up. Like, seriously. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I get it. You don't know what's hurt. Like, hey, man, you all right? I don't know. I don't. I didn't understand it. Go on. Um, did you pick up any shares of Jacksonville wide receivers? Yes, I picked. I have Allen Robinson in one league, maybe two. Okay. And I dropped them both for Allen Hearns. Okay. Uh, I'll take Hearns. I know the debate is Hearns and Lee. Yeah. And a lot of people take Lee. I don't know. I want Hearns. I feel like he's had some connections with Bortles in the past. It's t- total start if I have to kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be. It's going to be volume targets, and if I do think that Jacksonville is going to be down a lot, then they're not going to run with Fournette, even though he had 26 carries last last game. Yeah. Uh, so I do like Hearns. Interesting, because I took a look at some stats, but overall, I just think with that run-heavy offense, you're right. If Jacksonville gets behind, they're going to have to throw, but even then, I feel like the offense is more trusting in Fournette doing something. Not to Blake Bortles. If you look at their stats last week, yeah, <laughs> Bortles like they tr- really tried to limit his throws because they know what they have, man. Which is fair. Which is what you yeah. should be doing. They know what they have, and I feel like Hearns and Lee they're going to be the only two options out there. You look at their stats. Actually, what they played last year, Lee had a little bit more of a connection, I think, with Bortles. But mm-hmm. I stayed away, man. I, I I think what I did do, alternatively though, is I picked up Chris Ivory in a league um stashed him just in case you never know what happens with Fournette. Yeah. obviously they're run heavy and he got yeah 10 nine carries or something 10 carries 40 yards. 50 yards yeah something like that and they ran the ball 35 times so and doug marone we know loves to man that's a good pickup yeah chris ivory's a good pickup. i like i like that i liked it um tennessee for me minus two and a half it almost made my list of five it didn't because they're on the road and because i'm still unsure if tennessee's any good but i do think that the spread's a little bit higher lower than it should be um, because Tennessee has so many weapons, um, and they did face a pretty good Oakland team last week. Okay. Bills Panthers. Oh, this is one of my five because I think the Bills get absolutely stomped. Really? Uh, Cam didn't play well. He's still under 60% completion percentage. Uh, but they gave Jonathan Stewart 18 carries. They gave McCaffrey 13 carries. White Lightning. White Lightning. 
And I think the Bills won one of their only games. The Bills, to me, might hit a slide all of a sudden where they lose like eight games because they don't have anybody. Yeah. Charles Clay, I think, led the team in targets with nine. Yeah. And yet he only caught four balls. Yeah. I think he also fumbled and had two drop passes. It's well, like, that's, oh, that's your leading receiver? I have Zay bad. Jones in a league, and I already dropped him because if you're like the guy out of college that is really good, he is really good. First-year wide receivers don't always do that well unless they're superstars. Uh, you want to know how bad that wide receiver situation is in Buffalo? How bad is it? Tyrod only targeted his wide receivers the whole game eight times. That's un- What? The whole game. So it's running backs and yep. tight ends? It's LaShawn or Bust or Clay, and I guess. LaShawn, LaShawn could do fine, but when you limit what they can do, and the Panthers are a good defensive unit, and they're a smart team that's going to take time off the clock, and Tyrod is injury, uh, not injury-prone, turnover-prone, so he gives up a pick. Or a fumble. The Panthers are a slow, methodical team that will get in the end zone. I like the Panthers a lot this week. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I like that too. I'm down on the Bills, especially because they're pretty much tanking. They have to be. They're, they're pretty much tanking. Like They almost lost to the Jets last week. Just get that value up from They're going to trade right? LaShawn or something. They have to, yeah. right? But I don't think this is the week that he comes back. So I'm, I'm big on Carolina minus 7.5. Okay. You good? Good. Let's move to the Dolphins and the Chargers. Oh, the finally. Dolphins haven't even played a we game. We get to see the Dolphins, yes. finally. I'm not sure we want to see them play. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tell Brad. More. Tell me more. Four and a half is a weird number because it's like, okay, just pick three or pick seven. Why yeah, is it four and a half? Weird. I just don't know. Well, one, uh, I like the under in this game because Anthony Lynn, we know, loves to run the ball just yes. by watching that Monday night game. And we know Gase loves to run the ball, right? We know Ajay is going to get a bunch of carries. He's already said we want him to get even more carries. We think he can handle it. Yep. So if we're going to get two just teams that are going to throw the, I'm sorry, run the ball and not throw the ball and just take time off the clock, maybe get a couple first downs, and then incomplete. If we get that, I think the over-under of, what is it, 45 could easily go down. Or it could easily it could easily hit the under. Okay. So I like the under in that game. I will take the Chargers because I'm not sure. The Chargers defense look good. Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa look good on the line. Yeah. Um, their corners, Casey Hayward, Jason Verrett, are good. Casey Hayward's probably going to be on Devontae Parker and deep. And he'll be able to cover him. And I think Jason Verrett on Jarvis Landry will be an interesting matchup. And Cutler's, we're going to get at least one classic Cutler, I don't give a fuck pick. Yes, please. And they could easily turn that into points. It's tradition. And so I do think that the Chargers, Phillip Rivers, getting to play an easy, easier defense. I mean, he was targeting all of his wide receivers. It's just that Keenan, the Broncos are really good. Keenan looked good. Keenan looked good. Travis Benjamin looked good. Oh, Tyrell that, Williams looked good. That bomb. The only thing is they need to get – I don't know what Antonio Gates is still doing. Well, what's it's worse so is bad. Hunter Henry got zero targets, man. Dude, he, I don't even know his offensive snap percentage, but I bet it was like nothing. It had to be. It's like they're trying low. to get Antonio Gates the ball. But then you look at him play, and Antonio Gates – I mean, I thought Jason Witten dad that ran. doesn't make any sense. Like, dude, Antonio Gates is slower than Jason Witten, and that's hard to do. Yeah. It's like he's a he's like a walking brick, um, but no, I mean I pretty much have all the same feelings uh, as you do. I was actually very impressed with the Chargers' offense against a very tough Denver defense. Now it was day. it was because of turnovers, fair, but they were moving the ball at the end, and Anthony Lynn definitely commits to that run. He, he's using Melvin Gordon, but I love the play call though. Uh, like on Monday night when they got the turnover, and then they're like, you know what? He's like, let's throw it here. Yeah, and it was just a bomb, and it was a dime. Oh, beautiful. Um, Dolphins also have allowed seven straight 100-yard rushers, so Melvin Gordon could have a game. Yeah, and I I don't know what their defensive line looks like. I know they got uh, and they got um, Cameron Wake is still there. Yeah, and then they got the Cameron Wake lookalike on the other side. But I think San Diego's offensive line, while they did lose one of their rookie guards, if 
San Diego commits to the run like they did against Denver, I think they could be more successful against Miami than they were against Denver because Denver's is, okay. defense is really good. I don't think – I think the San Diego can handle it. I just yeah. don't think Miami's fronts for – because their linebackers aren't very good. Um, and once you get past that initial level, I think that, that their, their weakness will be their downfall. Okay, so I think we can both agree that we are going with the Chargers. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers over the Dolphins. Sorry, Brad. All right, let's move on to the Browns and the Ravens. I will say I did pick up Deshaun Kaiser in a league because I have Tyrod Taylor. That's and awesome. In week three, Tyrod plays Denver, and Deshaun plays the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. How Thinking fun, ahead. How fun is it that you're actually picking up a Cleveland quarterback with confidence? I feel pretty good about it. I feel like he's actually going to do pretty well next week. This week, they're going to get crushed by the Ravens. <laughs> uh, Baltimore minus eight is one of my five, and the reasons because I actually think that the Ravens' defense is really good, and they have a great pass rush. I know that they got to Andy Dalton when he didn't have one of his best lines, and Cleveland is supposed to have a good line, but I just think that a sec I'm sorry, a first-year quarterback in his second start ever going into his first road game in Baltimore against a team that might have a top five, top ten defense is not a recipe for success. Yeah, I yeah. think they're getting a little love because they didn't get crapped on by the Steelers last week, but it doesn't mean they can't get crapped on by a team that can force Kaiser into a couple mistakes. Kaiser made mistakes on his own in his game. He threw that pick to TJ Watt, couldn't even get it over the guy. Are you telling me that John Harbaugh on that defense, they're not going to be able to put together something that confuses him? God bless like, Terrell Suggs. Oh, he, yes. Here. T Swizzle, yeah. baby. I'm he's in on been, that. He's been here for so long, but it's like, I, I, I kind of feel you. You know, the Baltimore Ravens defense is a little underappreciated, and especially when they play at home, this could, do, it's like falling into a trap, right? The Browns statistically didn't even do that great. Kaiser was fine. Crowell went 17 rushes for 33 yards. Corey Coleman had the touchdown catch where he almost got his head knocked off. But they didn't blow people out. And if you do that against the Ravens, I feel like you're not even going to put up 18. You're going to put up zero, just yeah. like we saw uh, with Andy Dalton and the Bengals. And he has way more weapons. Worst line, like I said, but I think the Ravens at home. I know I say that the AFC North is a slugfest a lot, but I think that this spread should be more around 10. Ooh. And I'm going to take those two points. Ooh. The Ravens look good to me. Put the Browns back in their place. Exactly. Uh, we're good. Anything yeah. else? No, that's good. Let's go Eagles Chiefs. Uh, I don't really have. I don't know what's going to happen. This, this is weird. Game. It's this a weird, weird game. Yeah, Barry's out, which makes me think that their defense will be a little bit worse. But it's which Kansas City do we see? The one against New England that's willing to take the top off the defense, or the one that we saw in the first three quarters in New England where they were dinking and dunking, and it kind of looked like the Patriots were just going to win. I think the latter. Um, I think it was awesome that it worked. Uh, the you know opening the top and letting Alex Smith throw longer than I think I've ever seen him throw, which is amazing. Um, I do think they're going to go back to a little more what's comfortable, uh, but I think it did its job already, right? It's purely, hey, we can do this, so you have to account for it now, which is ultimately the perfect thing for Andy Reid, and now he's just going to go back to that nice, simple offense. Um I don't know, man. The Eagles, it's interesting. I think the offense didn't really show up um, as much as I thought it was. Like, all Sean, man, just a little quiet. Like, yeah. you know, get back up there. So I, I think he has a Well, that nice was because game. Norman was on him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he has a better game this this time. Um, but, uh, man, I've been wrong about Tyreek Hill, so I'm excited to watch that because uh, Tyreek Hill, just FYI, has five consecutive games with a touchdown on a play that is 60 or more yards. That's insane. Yeah. So, like, hey, let's keep it going, man. And That's some a of great them, streak. Yeah, some of them the passes in the air. Some of them he takes 
like punt returns, kick returns. He does everything. That disrespect on his touchdown last oh week. Oh my though. gosh! Oh, the what, bye bye. Is that what he was doing? The bye bye. Like Ten yards out. Yeah, he was like fifteen yards to the end zone. I thought him throw his hands the back. Disrespect. I love it. Okay, so you're taking who? Are you taking? Uh, I'd go Chiefs here. You're going Chiefs. Yeah. Right, I'm taking the Eagles because I'll take the points. Uh, Bears at Buccaneers. I'm gonna go with the Bears this week. I think that Again. that defense. I am. I think the defense front. Well, one, they should have won the game in Atlanta. They you had, think so? You really think so? Uh, did you not see it? They I didn't really three, watch it. They to had be honest three, with you. four plays at the two, uh, with under two minutes to go. So what? The, Jordan, what Howard, Jordan Howard dropped a pass. Oh. Zach Miller, I think it was incomplete, and then two other plays. So they should have won. Uh, Tampa Bay has not played a game yet. They still don't have Doug Martin. And so that means that Jaquiz is going to be running against a defensive front that just had Devontae Freeman had, uh, I think, 10 carries for 45 yards or oh something my. like that. Okay. okay. So I think that they're going to be able to shut down Jaquiz, which means that you're going to be making Jameis Winston beat you deep. I agree. They got great receivers in Evans and Deshaun. I just think that if you double Evans, that means you can only beat you with Deshaun, Cameron Bray, and like Chris Godwin. I just don't think that Jameis Winston has my respect yet to go against – Honestly, a pretty good defensive front of the Bears. So you'd rather have Glennon go out there and lead the way? I Yes. I think that Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen will get some run this week because the Tampa Bay last year was not good against the run. They got Chris Baker in this year that you all saw in hard knocks. So maybe like he is supposed to change up that defense, be that big guy in the middle. But can he be? Okay. So you're know. selling me. You're selling me. I'm, I'm gaining some confidence here. I'm just worried about that. the offensive weapons on, on uh, Chicago, man. They just lost Kevin White again, RIP. Third year in a row, season-ending injury. Yeah, that really sucks. So it's like, okay, that threat's gone. Uh, Kendall Wright, I think, you know, of course, the Bears. Who? What else would they do? They're talking up this guy they brought from their practice squad. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I remember. Tanner or something. I saw, I I saw that Roto World thing. Yeah, everyone's getting hyped up about it. And it's like, well, you know, if you're at that point, it's probably pretty bad. What I think we'll see from the Bears, if John Fox is smart, is we'll see a lot of Zach Miller on the field. We'll see a lot of maybe a second tight end. We'll see Kendall Wright. And we'll see both of the running backs. Yeah, I was just so going to say. people have been asking about Cohen. I do think Cohen's very valuable. I would probably put him as the number one waiver wire this week. I didn't get him in any leagues. I have him in the one league that I have Jordan Howard because of that. But I think that they're both going to be playable because they don't have any receivers. They have to, right? So I think that they'll be playable. I do still think the Bears, because I think they, they can keep the score low. And if you can keep the score low, then you don't get blown out by a lot. And you just wait for Jameis to mess up. And you wait for Jameis to mess up, and maybe they win 20-17. to 17. Crap or legs. they lose twenty to seventeen, you know. But I do think that seven is a little bit much. The Bucks aren't as good as the Falcons. Okay, Julio Jones had five targets last week. How's, oh. how's Mike Evans going to do? So I'm in. I'm in on Bears for JD. I'll take that plus seven. All right, they're one of my five actually. All right, let's go to the Patriots and the Saints. Oh, Brandon Cooks return. Yes, he does. Oh, is this game actually going to go over the impossible high total of fifty-five and a half? It could. And you know yeah. what? It might be all Patriots. It might be fifty six and zero. No, yeah. that's not true. But you know, yeah, it's gonna be close. I was it. I was looking at it. And I was looking at the Saints. Like, oh man, they can put up nineteen on the Vikings. The Patriots aren't as good. They can definitely keep this within a touchdown. And then I remembered that they made Sam Bradford look like Tom Brady. <laughs> so who is Tom Brady gonna look like? That's right. It's gonna be unbelievable. He Tom might Brady's throw eight be- touchdowns, and now his two week average will be four, and you'll be like, oh, that sounds normal. Tom Brady's gonna look like ten year ago Tom Brady. Just, <laughs> Just gonna go Tom back Brady. in time. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, obviously I have love for the Saints. Lauren's a big fan, but of course. man, Brandon Cooks, I mean, the Saints got killed in the slot. Killed in the slot. 
The Saints got killed all over the place. Yeah, that's true. Diggs okay, had that's two touchdowns. Thielen had 150 yards. Rudolph had a touchdown. Dalvin had 120 yards, 27 yards rushing. Oh, he looked good, too. He, and he looked good. Um, what do you make of the uh, New, New Orleans backfield? We've got questions there. I would play Ingram this week because we saw that when they are down, they like to throw the ball. Uh, yeah. Kamara got like the most Yo, he usage good. or the most snaps or something. First of all, he's wearing his nose ring in the game. I don't think that's safe. Weirdo. But... Yeah, he was in. The, he got a goal line carry. He did get a goal line carry. Oh my gosh! I think that I am abandoning all shares of AP because I just don't think that this is an offense that's going to be able. They may have a couple of games where they're winning and they can run out the clock, but it just seems like they won't be able to stop. Anybody. Are you going to Are you going to guess those games too? Like it's, I, that's going to be so hard. If I had to my deal. schedule. If I had the schedule in front of me, maybe they play the Colts or something. <laughs> like I don't know. And the Jets. The Jets. Like, or the Niners. Yeah. Like those are three games. That's all I got though. Yeah, I. I, I bet the Saints to win the uh, NFC South, and I guess I should have waited till they lost that first game because I knew that's what was going to happen. Yeah. And I have very little faith in it now. I just don't know. Okay, the Vikings' defense is awesome, so it's not fair to say that the Saints are done. They have to have a great showing, and they always play well at home, and they're in the Dome. But if they can't stop Bradford, I don't know how they're going to stop Brady. That would be shocking, by but the way, if you know what I'll take? goes down. I'll take the Saints because of Brady's last two games. They're not good. He hasn't looked good. They're not good. I know they can't stop him, but maybe the Saint, maybe the Patriots can't stop the Saints either. And Ooh. seven's a lot for Drew Brees at home. That is. That is. I mean, they love the Dome. But I, I, it's a tough one to call. I'll usually take the points at home just for that reason, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady looks like young Tom Brady. Yeah. I sit away from this game. I can't bet on it, but That'll it's going to be, be it's gonna be fun. All right, let's go to the three. We have three games left that I think are the three best games. Packers at Falcons. Ooh. Where do you stand here? Okay, so this is one of my picks of the week. Um, I actually think it's going to be a close game, and I took Green Bay plus three just to give me the points. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I mean, I guess everyone kind of thinks that. But uh, I'm actually most surprised about Ty Montgomery. My goodness. Mike Montgomery actually came out and was like, hey, yeah. you're going to give him the full load. And it's like, holy crap, this guy got the full load. <laughs> And he looked good doing it, too. Um, so I think that's just another tool in Aaron Rodgers' toolbox. Randall Cobb is alive. My gosh. Uh, Jordy looked good, too. I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout. So in that sense, I'm always going to bet Rodgers over Matt Ryan. That's just me. Interesting. I might actually – I lean under on this game, and I and I actually lean on the Falcons because Ty Montgomery – looked good in the fourth quarter of that game. Okay. He did have 18 rushes, but he only had about 55 yards. Okay. Which is about three, a little bit over three yards per carry. Against a tired Seattle team because the Seattle defense had been on the field so much. Now, there's two two sides to that coin. One, the Falcons' defense is not anywhere near Seattle's. Right. But the, the Falcons' offense might be 30 teams better than the Seahawks because of their offensive line. And so if their offense can stay okay. on the field, then their defense won't get as tired. I like the Falcons because their secondary, uh, the secondary of the Packers is not good. We almost all expected Doug Baldwin to have a huge game last week yeah. because the, the corners are bad for the Packers. But what I don't think we anticipated was how bad the offensive line for the Seahawks is. True. Now, if you can't get pressure on Matt Ryan and the Packers' def- defensive front is not the Bears' defensive front, then Matt Ryan's going to tear you apart. And Matt Ryan had 300 yards against the Bears. Only one touchdown, but he still put up a bunch of yards in Soldier Field. Right. I think he's coming home. He hasn't been home since the Super Bowl. And he hasn't been home since week one. They haven't let him home at all in the offseason. They haven't, been, they haven't even let Stay him in the here. stadium. 28-3. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan because I got it at two and a half, and we'll have to figure out what to do on these little quarter ones. But on two and a half, I'll take, I'll take the points, or I'll lay the points. Right. Because three, I think that they'll win. 
if the Falcons can, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, so I understand. Yeah. But they get Desmond Trufant back, the corner that was hurt last year. He's going to be on Jordy, even though Jordy looked good. Ooh. He always looks good. So I could see the uh, the overhitting. 54 is a lot, but I just think that if the Falcons lay waste to the Green Bay defense like they can, that one or two drives that the Green Bay stalls at, that it's going to be all Falcons. That's it, yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm on Atlanta. Okay, okay. Vikings at Steelers. Man. The Vikings. Not getting any love? Or why are they five and a half point underdogs? I thought that was weird too. Is it because it's Pittsburgh? I guess. And maybe they thought that, man, it's just a fluke. Like maybe like the Saints are that bad. But yeah, I agree with you. No love, man. I don't understand it. Bradford was throwing dimes. He was throwing dimes. That one replay where it's like, dude, it's like the smallest little window. And he got hit too. Well, that's what we're talking about. Bradford loves getting hit, man. Now, the Steelers' like defense idiot. is not terrible. It's better than the Saints, obviously. So they're going to make him, you know, and that's probably why the Minnesota's not getting any love. I guess so. But that defense, they got good linebackers that can handle Le'Veon. They got Xavier Rhodes closed that can handle Antonio Brown. I say handle, but Antonio will still probably have 11 catches. Yeah. And then Martavis is going to have probably a win or two against Trey Waynes. But Pittsburgh always seems like an offense that doesn't blow people out. Big Ben doesn't put up a bunch of fantasy points. He's never had more than, what, 32 touchdowns right. in a year? Yeah. What, do you have one? No, I think he had two. Two touchdowns and a pick on Sunday. Yes. But that's normal Ben. And if he does 17 points and their defense isn't that good, I mean, Minnesota's not going to lose 17-7. And even if they give up 21, I think Bradford put up, put up 17. Five and a half just seems a lot to me, unless yeah, okay. the Steelers score 40. And I don't know the last time the Vikings, this defense— would give up any, would give up forty to any team. Um, I'm looking forward to the matchups on both sides of the ball. It's gonna be a good game. It's gonna. I'm be excited great. for that game. So Hayden on Diggs, Rhodes on uh, Antonio Brown. Like, whew, that's must see TV. That defensive on both line sides of the ball, and they have a good offensive line too. But Big Ben likes to go down and he likes to throw picks. Yeah, he doesn't like to, he doesn't like to take loss yardage. So Le'Veon will kind of be the key. Because if you can keep him getting four or five yards every time, then the defense will be on the field and getting tired. And Martavis, like you mentioned. And Martavis, he's, he's going to win one, one or two. Ball for yeah. sure. He's going to win one or two of those matchups, so can they time it right? Waynes is going to get beat at some point. Oh. But I do think that five and a half, even six, would be too much. It opened at six and a half. I'll take Vikings every time. Defenses don't get blown out like that. At the worst, you get you know Seattle Packers, where, yeah. it's, a, where it's like 17-9. Weird. But I think that the Minnesota offense is better than the Seattle offense right now. Okay. I say, I'll say that right now. Okay. okay. Because their line actually after the first couple drives looked okay if they can get Dalvin some run. I traded for Diggs, and I love it. That's a, Yeah, that's true. Okay. So Vikings. And then the last one, Cowboys at Broncos. What do you think? Oh, man. What I do you think? Back, I go back and forth. I put the Dallas minus two and a half in my five, and then I took them out. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, I, I'm gonna, we appreciate that. I'm going to bet it Yeah. because it's two and a half. Uh, I was just like writing out my thoughts on it earlier, and it's funny that I'll always like talk myself into the opposite opinion. It's like my first instinct is just always wrong. <laughs> Dallas doesn't have a defense, and it looked pretty good against the Giants because the Giants' defense Art. is awful. Trash. Trash. Exactly. And so it's going to be dependent upon whether or not the Cowboys can get pressure on Simeon. The defensive plays, it's, oh my God, it's going to be a classic game from last year where it's going to depend on how many offensive drives take longer than six minutes. Right. Because yep. it's about being able to run on them. Melvin Gordon was able to run on Denver, not too bad. And it's going to be about whether or not the Cowboys line can handle the defensive front. If Shane Ray is out again for Denver, that's huge for the Cowboys. Okay. And I do think that the offensive line of the Cowboys is better than the defensive line of the Broncos. And I bet Dez catches a bomb. 
Oh, you think so? Yeah. Him and Tlaib really? are going to go at it. And I think we're just going to – it's going to be a low – I bet the under in this game. It's going to be low. It's going to be low, Just right? low. Both teams are going to have short drives, 10-play touchdown drives, 10-play field goal drives. And I think Dez will catch one bomb. So I think um, it kind of plays into your theory here. I read something where they feel like Denver's really going to run a strategy where they're going to press up against Dez because Dez historically just doesn't do that well against very elite pass defenders, right? We saw that last week. So yeah. it's like, okay, so you contain him. You figure out Witten, right? Beasley, Terrence Williams, whatever, right? Come on. Yeah. So you let gonna... Zeke run the ball, yep. but you contain him, right? Because obviously Zeke is elite. So, yes, he can break up a run at any time, but it's like let's just keep it between the 20s, which then alludes to a field goal game, which I think is ultimately what it's going to come down to. Um, now, I do love Dez. I think he deserves a touchdown because he's the man. Well, we'll like see. Him. That'll be a good game to watch. But, yeah, I think that's – I mean, in Denver, they're they're the same way, right? I mean, I think they're just going to depend on the run game. So, it's two teams that are going to depend on the run game. It's going to draw out. And Denver was able to stop San Diego, but San Diego was able to run a little bit on him. So, I wouldn't be surprised that the Cowboys run on him, but Zeke might get 25 carries. It may not go well. They need to – from the start, they need to be smart game planning, which they usually do. The Cowboys have good game planning, and Dak is smart, and he can move around in the pocket, yeah. unlike Phillip Rivers and stuff like that. So I do think that the Cowboys can go in there and win it because Simeon's not very good. Yeah. And the Cowboys traditionally do pretty well against teams that don't have great quarterbacks because when every drive is eight minutes, that means you have less of them. Right. And that means that you have to be perfect on more of them than the other guy. And Dak is better at being perfect than Trevor Simeon. Oh, absolutely. So I, I would I would put my money on Dak every time. Okay. I wouldn't start him over people like Carson Palmer or Stafford or anything like that, but I trust him to manage a game much more than Simeon. Even yeah. though Simeon looked okay. Except for the end. He looked okay. Yeah, but know. then he started like faltering, like making just these dumb mistakes, man. Like, yeah. What are you doing? But I agree. So I think if he does that against Cowboys, and Rod Marinelli can dial up something. The Denver line isn't great. It's better than it was last year. But, I mean, the Denver was also 30th against the run last year. And Melvin Gordon looked okay. So if they can handle the Ooh. line... Eat, Zeke. Zeke could eat. Oh, um, eat, um, eat. All right, that's two and a half. And that's all of our games. So we're doing – I mean, we're, we're fired up for these games. Let's just do a quick recap Recap of the top five. We'll do the unanimous lock, and then we'll get out of here. So okay. what are your five, Eric? So my five, I'm going big. Oakland minus 14 against the Jets. Marshawn, that's it. Easy money. Seattle minus 14 against the Niners. We already talked about this. It's yep. going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> um, my risky pick is the Redskins plus three at the Rams. Something about it, I just think Cousins connects with Pryor a little more and Goff you know, regresses a little bit. And I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Give me the points. Green Bay plus three at Atlanta. Um, it's going to be a shootout, but give me those little extra points on Rodgers. And then your fifth one. Oh, what's the lock of the week? The unanimous lock of the week. The Arizona minus seven and a half at Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts, please All sit right. down. So Eric's got Oakland minus 14, Seattle minus 14, Arizona minus seven and a half, and then Washington plus three, Green Bay plus two and a half. Those are all good. You're, you know, one and four. You're trying to make a move. So you get a couple of Gotta underdogs in there. I've Gotta got big. Carolina minus seven and a half, Chicago plus seven, Houston plus six and a half on Thursday, Baltimore minus eight. I love that one. Atlanta minus two and a half. And then I do, I am going to bet the Arizona minus seven and a half because I do have that on my sheet here. So that is our, and that's our unanimous lock of the week. Arizona minus seven and a half. We're going to call that the QJ bet of the week. Oh, I like our it. QJ bet of the week. Arizona minus seven and a half. JD is flying back from Ireland on Saturday, but he's emailing us his picks. So we'll have those on the website as well for you guys uh, later this week. 
But I think that's it. I think we're fired up and we're ready. Uh, we're ready for week two. Anything? Let's actually, let's actually watch this week two. Yeah, huh? it's gonna be fun. We're actually gonna be able to watch and have maybe our analysis will change. Maybe. Maybe it'll get worse. All right, we're done with week two. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good luck out there. We'll catch you next week. Thank you.